So as you know, I understand we don't have any guests, so as you know, we've been going through 1 John, and 1 John is actually written by John, the Apostle, who also wrote the book of John, and he writes the book, this, this particular letter, for three reasons. Um, we heard that the very first week, that the three reasons are to refute false teaching. I'm sorry, click. There we go. Three reasons. To refute false teaching, to reassure us, and describe righteous living. So that's what um, he was doing. And this particular section that I'm going to cover tonight actually does all three. So, so far, you have heard from Anthony. Even though I didn't hear all of his, I heard a few. So, yes, I'm sure it was good. So, in the first, uh, the first week, we covered first, or he covered first John chapter 1, 1 through 20, or 2, mm, chapter 1, 1 through 2, 6. And um, he talked about the fact that you have to come to know God. And you'd better keep his commandments. That's right. Yeah. And confessing when you sin and live like Jesus, or you're a liar. That was like, I was, I was reading his stuff going, oh, yep, that's, that's what it says. But wow, when you summarize it, it's like, jumps right out of it. Yeah, man. And then the second week, um, he covered love Jesus and not the world, which is so good. Um, and stay in the light by loving each other. Not loving um, the world, love the things that, um, those things are on their way out, but the ones who abide in God will last forever. And so really, you know, just focusing on what the most important thing is. You know, um, my, um, my uncle, who is kind of like a second dad to me, um, just passed away a week ago, and he was 81 years old, and he was in decent health, he just... Um, just, I, my aunt, he had gotten up to get something to eat, and my aunt was cleaning up after him, and she went in, and he was unresponsive, and, and his testimony, though, is he, I mean, he was always singing praises to the Lord, wow. and, and even though we, like, miss him terrible, the fact that, I, I mean, I just know that the things he poured into, he's getting to experience right now, you know, he's experiencing God in, right here, right in his face, and it's awesome. Um, week three, we talk, uh, talked about false teachings and don't believe them. Um, people, people teaching something that's contrary to scripture, you want to make sure you're being aware of that. And that's going to really tie into what I'm talking about tonight. Um, and then he also, Anthony also covered that you better make sure that you, um, that God can catch you acting like Jesus acted. That's right. So whatever it is that, you know, Jesus did, we should be doing the same thing. And then um, last week, um, Anthony talked about the fact that if your faith is legit, his words, right. um, you'll be practicing righteousness, confessing Jesus, and you'll love your brothers and sisters. And then John describes how to do that in a tangible, practical way. So, tonight I have the task of covering the whole first six verses of chapter four. Just you wait. <laughs> um, so when I was reading through this, I decided that really, I felt like God said, you know, you have to have wisdom to be able to do this section. You have to know 
who you're listening to. You have to have wisdom about, you know, just checking things in your spirit and checking things with their Bible on what they're saying. And um, last week, I'm sure that Anthony covered the fact that, you know, we have this helper called the Holy Spirit. That's right. And he helps us to know which way we're supposed to go. You know, John was writing about things that were coming up, and one of the things that was coming up in his time was Gnosticism, which was kind of a mix of Eastern religion and Greek dualism, and it kind of began in the first century and blew up in the second, became a full-blown religion, and, and you know, it just, it just wasn't true. I mean, the things that they were teaching weren't true. And we have a lot of those happening in our day. We have a lot of those happening right now. And it's easy to go and look and see, oh yeah, um, you know, New Age. That's, you know, that's, you know, this. Or, or to look at some of the other ones. The things that are harder to see are the ones that are disguised as Christian. Right. Ones that people say, well, I am a Christian. And, um, okay, I'm getting one ahead of myself. You're doing good, Jackie. <laughs> so um, this section answers four questions. The four questions that this answers are, are, the first one is, are you following false prophets? Are you confessing the true Jesus? Are you trusting the greater spirit? And are you listening to the right teachers? So 1 John 1, are you following false prophets? 1 John 1 says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. True story. Mark Morris called me and said, or actually, I don't remember how I found out this is what I was going to be teaching at, but I was like, okay. You know, and then I look it up and I'm like, say what? I, went, I called Mark and said, uh, Mark, seriously, Mother's Day? I'm going I'm to talk about what? How am I going to do this? And um, Sorry. there's a play going on in the front. I'm confused. So, um, so and, and he said, I'm sure you can do it. Well, this, this helped me feel so much better that what he's talking about is people who pretend to be something they're not. That's what the false teachers are, the, fault, uh, the um, believe, believing um, evil spirit, or not believing every spirit. So what I love about this is John starts with, and, and Anthony covered this a couple of weeks ago, you know, here's this son of thunder, big burly guy, and he talks to his friends, dear friends. That's right. You know, like, hey. Now, it's not the, I just don't see the burly guy saying that. I just see this tender-hearted, hey, I don't want you to believe everything that you hear. And because of his care for them, he wanted to warn them that there's danger. Yeah. And the, the problem is, the danger was inside the church. It's easy to see the danger on the outside. Come on. It's harder to see the danger on the inside. You know, Jesus warned in, in, um, in uh, Matthew 7, 15. He said, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. And the, the, the picture there is that there are people who look just like you and me. Right. And yet... They're actually there to devour you. They're there to mislead you and take you down the wrong path. Um, I, when I was preparing for this, I so um, you should know I live in a subdivision because we bought a foreclosed house and it was a great deal. 
And uh, most of the people in the subdivision have what I consider lawns. Yeah, yeah. I have a yard. Okay, now Ray doesn't like that I distinguish that, but I think there's a huge difference. When you see someone with a lawn, it's that green, lush, you know, pattern mode. You know, it's going one way and then the other. It's you know, like baseball diamonds. And then there's those yards that kind of spotty, they have some beautiful yellow mixed amongst them, you know. So that's that's the, you know, I, that's what I see as the difference. And, you know, um, so that's just a reality at my house. I mean, actually, me and one neighbor, we have yards. And there's one other, thing, one other person in the 40 houses. The rest of them have lawns. And they have sprinklers. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if I could afford it, I might have a lawn, especially with my husband. If I could afford a sprinkling system and people come out, whatever. But the thing is, a couple of weeks ago, it had not yet been spring. And my grass and my neighbor's grass looked exactly the same. Mm. It, 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 it was all kind of, you know, just, it was dormant, waiting for spring to come. And it just, everything looked the same. As a matter of fact, you couldn't tell where one stopped and one started. If you were out there, you would go, I'm not sure where your lot line is because it all looks the same. But the minute we started to get, you know, warm weather and growth happened, there was a very obvious difference. You could see, he was very obvious. <laughs> I had lots of yellow in his head, none. And, um, but that's true of people who say they're Christians. When, when you grow, or you don't grow, or in the way that you grow, what fruit are you producing? Mm, that's good. And you can see that. And it may not, at first, it may all look the same. But if you dig in, you find out that what's underneath isn't really what you thought it was. Um, this section also talks about the, uh, that every person is moved, uh, each person is moved by either the Holy Spirit or an evil spirit. And so if you have Holy Spirit, you're all good. And he will help you decipher whether someone else has the right spirit living in them. Paul talked about how we needed to beware of um, false teachers in 1 Corinthians 14. And he's talking about the fact that not everyone who says, thus saith the Lord, necessarily has the Holy Spirit. They could be saying that and it not be the truth. So we need to make sure that the, the way to acid test it isn't always, you know, just your the Holy Spirit inside you, but it's also your Bible. Yeah. That is where you need to go back to and say, okay, is this does this line up? And I would even ask you tonight, as you see me teaching tonight, you go back and look it up in your own Bible, and you see what it says. And you don't just take what I say, but you find out for yourself. Like, is this what, she, what, what God is really saying there? And you check it, because that's what he's encouraging us to do. And it's really your responsibility. It's the church's responsibility. We need to have a um, healthy skepticism about what's being said. And go, really, is that, does that really line up? And I would encourage you, if you know, you're feeling like, mm, I don't know, you take it back to the Bible, and then you ask God, show it to me or reveal it to me. There, there have been times where I've questioned things going on in the church, 
And um, I just go, okay, you know what? I, I'm just going to trust you, God, to either take care of it, you know, or something. And a lot of times it's he changes me <laughs> because Come I on. might have a bad attitude. <laughs> but but I, I check, you, check yourself and be praying and asking God. And when you're reading your Bible, see if it lines up with what you're hearing. Um, and false prophets have their own agenda. And a lot of times, I think it starts out one way, and I actually know someone who, um, I just really thought, on fire for God. And somewhere along the way, they, they got skewed, and their agenda is no longer pursuing God. But it was making sure that their message was correct. I'm, I'm more interested in me being right and you all knowing how right I am than I am about preaching the gospel. And it's a very small step. Yeah. And then the next time they preach, it's another small step. Hmm. And then it's another small step. And suddenly, somewhere along the lines, they're completely off track. And, that's, and then they end up with this, their own agenda. And we need to make sure that we are careful and looking out for those kinds of things. And, and you know, it's Jesus warned us. He told us in James 2 and, and Mark 1. Paul warns us. Peter warns us. There's going to be false teachers out there. This should not be a surprise to any of us. Then verse 2 and 3. Are you confessing the true Jesus? This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. So, um, <laughs> uh, there's a, so you need to be asking, are you confessing the true Jesus? If somebody's preaching, that's a fair question to ask. What Jesus are you preaching? Is it the one that was born a man and God and died a man and God and rose from the dead? Is that the one you're preaching? Wow. Because it's not just our brother, because I know there's some religions out there that it's our brother. It's not just a good prophet. That's right. He was God. Amen. He was God incarnate. <clears throat> and he died for us. That is the acid test. That is the litmus test. Um, and Gnosticism was one of those ones back then that was, was really prevalent that he, um, one, of the, one of the earliest teachings was talking about the fact that he wasn't God until the dove descended upon him at his baptism. And when he died, it left. So his, his godness was gone. And that's just that's just heresy. It's just yeah. not true. Yeah. And so we need to be aware, you know, of what people are teaching. And there's a lot of religions out there that claim to be, oh yeah, we, we acknowledge Jesus. I I um I had uh, invited or we're doing this thing at my work to try and understand um I work in a school system and I was trying to um make sure we understood the kids in our classroom and their culture and where they came from. And we invited a man who was Muslim to come and talk to the staff just about 
like, you know, what are things that your, your culture does and what would be offensive? And, you know, we just want, besides, you don't eat pork. There must be other things. And there's a whole bunch. We learned a lot from him. But he started out by saying, you know, people think um, the Muslim faith started with um, Muhammad. But it didn't. It goes further back. It actually starts with Abraham. And so really, the Jewish people and the Muslim people and the Christians, we're all the same. That's like, what? And then he continued, and I just thought, huh, okay. He goes, yeah, we believe in Jesus. He was great. And I was like, wow. You know, and, and then he, he went on to finish his talk about what we actually asked him to talk about. But how, how quickly can someone who doesn't know look at me as a Christian and go, well, why? You're all the same. Why would you have anything to say against that? That's right. And we need to understand what other people believe. You know, the other thing is, um, lots of people believe, but they don't bow down. You know, it says in several places that the demons know. The demons acknowledge that Jesus is God, but they don't fall down and worship him. So, um, and you know, <laughs> demons and, and, and even people who are deceived... They do an interesting thing. They don't tell you a host full of lies. They tell you a lot of truth with a little lie. And then they tell you a little bit more truth and add in another lie. And suddenly the, the, the thing they've spun is so far away from what the truth is. But it didn't start out that way. And people who are lost and deceived didn't start out believing this, you know, I, I happen to know someone who's in, in a religion that's way off. Yeah. And But it didn't start out that way. It started out with good, you know, and they indoctrinated them slowly. So we just we just have to be um, aware of that. And then any anything that's an antichrist, um, you know, Cameron covered this, and I'm sure um, Anthony did too, but, you know, the antichrist, the one, Revelation at the end, you know, he could be alive now, you know, everybody's thought he was already alive, you know, he may be around, but anything that's against Christ is antichrist. So there could be lots of those, lots of, you know, past, you know, it could be a pastor who is against Christ because he's not teaching the actual truth, the true Jesus. Um, and then 1 John 4, 4, are you trusting the greater spirit? You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So, you know, this is, I love this. Thanks to this great NIV Bible, I found out that the word world is so interesting. So I am a sign language interpreter. And so I take the English language and I put it into sign language. And so I'm translating between two, two languages. In English, we all understand certain words mean several things. Like, for example, the word run. If I say I'm going to run to the store, I'm not actually running. I might be. But I might just go to the store. I might have um, a run in my hose. I might be running. All the same word, but very different. It can mean several different things. Well, this word world in here can mean several things. It can mean the entire universe. 
It can mean the earth itself. It can mean the people on the earth. It can mean most people. It can mean the people that are opposed to God. Or it can mean the human system that's opposed to God's plan. That's right. So, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so which word, you know. But he is greater than the one who is in the world, which is the people who are opposed to God's plan. That's the one he's talking about here. So any, so we don't have to worry about the ones that are opposed to him. Right. The enemy, the devil, the evil spirits, because Jesus is greater than all of them. That's right. And we have him. And the Holy Spirit is our helper to help us overcome them. We don't have to succumb to them because we have him with us. Always. The almighty God of the universe is abiding inside of you. Inside of me. He's there. He's the one who created everything. And is all in all and he's in you. He's not going to let you fall deceived. I think this was an encouragement that, you know, you need to be aware, but it's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lead you astray. I'm not the one that's going to deceive you. You come back to me, and you look to my word, and you look at my Bible, I'll make sure you're going down the right path. You don't have to be afraid. And then, um, are you trusting in the right teachers? Come on. We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them. So, from that worldview... You know, it can be appealing to look at it, you know, from their view. But we are, but we're, we're, but he's asking us to not look at it from the world's view. And you know, the world's view, a lot of times, whew, wow, all in that craziness. <laughs> I was a little bit late tonight because I was taking prom pictures and, wow, talk about craziness. That's craziness, you know? I mean, it's much money and time and, whew, baby. I'm like, mm. Yeah, I just want you to have a good time, enjoy your night, and just remember Jesus is with you. Anyway, um, so, okay, just, I'm sorry, I need to get back to where I was. Um, You're good. Hmm. You had a good job, come on. <laughs> And it will help you know, 
you know, who you're supposed to be listening to. It'll help you know, um, you know, not to go down the wrong path. I, I love this, um, there was a quote that says, if you hang around the truth, you won't wander away. Yeah. You know, if you stick around the truth, um, it, you won't, you, it, won't, it won't deceive you. And um, some of the truths that we want to make sure that we are hanging on to is that, um, you know, Jesus was fully God. He wasn't just a good prophet or a good teacher. Um, he, he, was, he was born a man but remained God. Um, not just God baptism to the cross, you know. He, Jesus was sinless. There are people out there who say Jesus sinned. You know, he walked among us. Some people say there was a myth or a fairy tale. You know, he rose from the dead. Some people say, well, no, they just saw a ghost. You know, the Bible says he's going to come back and he's going to judge. There are people out there who say, mm, God's love, so everyone will be saved. Yeah. Those are things that we need to be really careful of and know that we know that we know what the truth is. So, you know, there's a war being waged over you. There's a war for your soul. So the enemy is going to try and deceive you. And the best way you can stay grounded is by reading your Bible. Yeah. You know, I hate to admit this, but I became a Christian a very long time ago. 28 years, I think. 28 years ago. In my first many years, unfortunately too many, um, <laughs> I actually shared this last week and Pastor Cameron said a big amen. I'm not sure I liked that, but... Um, in the beginning, for a lot of years, when a storm would come, I was like, I was like, you know, those little blow-up, you know, little boats that you take out? That was like me in the middle of a hurricane on the ocean. Like, not in a good place. A storm would come, and I'd be all over the place. I mean, I was just tossed to and fro. I could not get my bearings at all. But the truth is, I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't grounded in what the truth was. And somewhere along the line, I started reading. Actually, I know what it was, but I don't want to share that with you. Um, I started reading. And I started reading for myself. And I started digging in. And I started learning. And now, you know what? Storms come. Yeah. And most of the time, I, I, most of the time, I go, hmm, okay, God. How is this going to work out? Sometimes I still get a little anxious. Sometimes I'm a little tossed. But I like to feel like, I like to think that I'm much more on a rock and grounded. I have this picture of me standing um, on, a, on a rock. And you know that game that kids play, the like King of the Mountain? You know, you come and try and push you off. And I, what I saw was I saw me standing on this thing and the enemy coming and trying to push me. And I just saw before it was easy to push me because I didn't have the sword of truth. Hmm. I wasn't wielding that word. I didn't have the Bible. But the minute I got the Bible in me, when the enemy came, I could cut him down. And then what I saw is I saw my feet become actually part of the rock. Like I was part, I mean, I was like so grounded that my feet had become rock as well. 
And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to stand that way. You know, we need to not only test the spirits and teachers, confess Christ as Lord, but we need to trust the Holy Spirit who's within us. You know, my son used to play soccer, um, my oldest son, uh, Kenny, and he played on a little team, a little kids team, ASO team, and then they, he got a little better, and the, the coach who I knew was like, let him play travel with me, and I was like, okay. And then he's like, oh, you know, he's so good, he needs to go to the next level. And, but that next level was a lot of money, and, and we, we went ahead and did it, and then their coach quit, and then they got somebody who didn't really know him, or he was new, but my son didn't know him. And we went to the first game, and the coach was yelling, Kenny, do this, you know, or whatever it was. And Kenny was just like, so I started yelling, because I, I was a true soccer mom. <laughs> Kenny! You know, he's like, what? You know? So every time the coach wanted to say something to him, he would say, I need him to do this. I was yelling, because he knew my voice. He knew my voice. Do you know God's voice? Wow. Can you hear him? If he's yelling at you, if he's telling you to slow down or stop or turn, are you able to hear him and follow his direction? We need to be that. We need to have that. And we need to stay latched to the word. We need to stay latched to our Bibles. We need to be checking them over and over again to make sure that we know that we know who Jesus is. Amen. 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 Amen.